you're so good at that. You know, I was just thinking, I went through like three different lipsticks before we got to this. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube that you see now, the lipstick I'm wearing. Do you ever, I don't, this probably doesn't happen to you because you're so good at makeup, but I, do you ever have one of those days where you like put your lipstick on and you're like, I look like the a child who is putting makeup on for the first time and it's like all over it's like all outside my lips it's like I don't know well you have to draw on each each thing like you can't just like do like that or uh-huh. like go you have to oh like- I do that you're not supposed to blot mm-hmm. your lips well you can as long as you don't do the whole thing like oh, I see, draw I like on- put it on and then I'm like mah, 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 you know like no. a muppet no so see yeah how there's a cute Cupid's bow. I know. You have to draw it on like that. You're so good at that. I feel like I need a tutorial. I don't think I ever properly learned how to put on makeup. That's okay. Like no one told me how to. I mean, I know there's tons of tutorials I could educate mm-hmm. myself, but um, and I did go through like a phase where I watched a lot of YouTube video, not YouTube videos, but more like Instagram. Like I would just like I got obsessed with just watching mm-hmm. people do these elaborate. Yeah. Like Instagram makeup videos. Yeah. But, and I think I've gotten better with the eyes, but, and I'm sure this is the content that all of our listeners came for was to hear me talk about my makeup insecurities, but I just like, Aww. I think it's fun and I wish I was. I, yeah. I, for I me, it was, was just it. trial and error. Like I, I, I never really watched tutorials. I just kind of like, I looked at pictures and then I just tried to recreate them. Um, I don't mm. know. I don't like to watch videos. It's like. Of people kind of putting like, on makeup. No, just like in general, I just don't oh. like wa 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 watching vi- vi- videos. I like to read, so, so this everything week's online. Episode I just read. must have been torturous for you. No, like <laughs> <laughs> if it's like a friend's sketch video yeah. or like sketch video, yeah. like that's if it's like sure. a na- narrative or something. But like in terms of like cooking like or makeup or yeah. vloggers or any like interview or. Um, I could literally watch people cook food on on YouTube or Instagram for hours. Like I could just watch people cook stuff. I don't know why. I just really like watching that stuff. I um, have seen one vi- vi- video by accident of mm-hmm. a it just intrigued me so much I had to keep watching. But yeah, it's um a woman who makes her face up to look like Celeste. Celeste. Liberties. like not their style of makeup but, but like she makes up facial structure. facial structure to look that. like celebrities is isn't it amazing like is she the one who made herself look like jack sparrow like she yes. look like johnny depp that was so fucking cool yeah she did Ju- Ju- julia roberts michael jackson wow. um kim kardashian and she really like when you look at it afterwards like it's very like mm-hmm. rough mm-hmm. but like she wouldn't look good if she went out it's mm-hmm. definitely like an I artistic. Think so. It's definitely an artistic okay. thing, but it looks so similar. Like you, you take one look and you're like, "That's." I Ju- would Ju- love Leah Roberts. I would love to see her do Adam Driver or Andy Samberg. Oh I would love to see that. What if this would never happen? But I would. What if she did like half Adam's face, half Andy's face? Oh my gosh! I would fucking let's lose commission my shit. her. Let us commission her. I'm sure she would be like, sure, I'll do that for like thousands of dollars. But like, how do you weirdos? But how do you on. take like a celebrity's face and translate that to your own face and just like a, a few simple brushstrokes? Like the I, I don't contour. I don't understand it. It's like a genius. It's the contouring. 
Mm-hmm. You have to understand. I don't understand contouring, but I, I feel understand like- contouring, but my own face, not someone else's face. Okay. Like I can't contour someone else's face on my face is what I'm sure. saying. Sure. I mean, it's like shape shifting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, welcome listeners to the welcome. Adam and Andy podcast. Um, I'm one, of your- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And I'm sure that you definitely came here to listen to us talk about makeup. That's why you're here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, <laughs> I guess we'll move on from that and, yeah. and, and talk about what we really came here to do, which is to talk about the filmographies, or in this week's case, the web Videographies? Webographies. Webographies. Okay. Of is that a our- real word? It is now. Okay. <laughs> of our two favorite actors, Adam Driver and Andy Samberg. And today we have a virtual charcuterie plate of uh, Lonely Island videos. That's what mm-hmm. Sarah and I got together last night. We s- s- huddled next to my computer. We got on YouTube like they would do in the olden days. In the olden days. And we we got went all the way back to the beginning of Lonely Islands uh, pre SNL. That was the that was the yep. important distinction pre pre SNL yes. Lonely Island. So low budge, very low budge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will get into that because that was an experience for sure. Um, so we'll get into that. But before we do, would you like to get into some Adam and Andy news? Yeah. Uh, I am going to preemptively decide which one we're going to go with first because I have a little special treat for our Andy time today during Adam and Andy News. So I'm just going to start with Adam. Uh, So some things that happened with Adam this week. Uh, Adam attended the New York City premiere of his wife, Joanne's film, Give and Take. So Adam was spotted uh, at that is premiere. It her film that she created, or is it her film she acted in? She acted in it. So it okay. looks to me because I watched the trailer. It looks, you know, it looks cute. Uh, and not cute. That's a very derogatory term. I feel like it, it looks like you know, it's a looks like a good, uh, interesting indie film. Um, uh, she, I, I, it looks like maybe she has like a supporting role in it. She wasn't in the trailer very much, but. Uh, it lo- I think it was shot like pre-pandemic and then was like maybe released in at film festivals and stuff in the last couple of years. And I think now maybe just now they felt comfortable having like a public premiere. So Adam was out on the town with his wife. There were actually a lot of Adam sightings last week. People were like tweeting like, oh, my God, Adam Driver is at this place that I'm at. But it would be like Adam Driver's here. And then they'd be like, oh, no, he left already. Like he would like, it's like he like came in, got a cocktail, circled the bar and then was like, I'm out. Um, yeah, sounds or like maybe, him. yeah, it does sound like him. Or maybe they just, it, he wasn't, he went unnoticed for a while. I'm not sure. But anyway, so Adam has been seen out around. The goatee is back. In case you're wondering. The, the goatee. goatee. The, so uh, fans of Adam, Adam's goatee rejoice because um, the goatee is back at least for now. Um, still no trailer for 65 people are getting very antsy it's supposed to be out in april i think so i need dinosaurs and i need them now i need dinosaurs i need adam running away from dinosaurs mm-hmm. i or need riding adam them. riding dinosaurs <laughs> yes like please. that horse uh give me adam ride it yeah give me adam running down a beach next to a dinosaur a la mm-hmm. the burberry campaign mm-hmm. that's what i want um so <laughs> we haven't gotten it yet 
Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Adam, another very exciting thing for, for Adam fans this week. Adam is reportedly going to be attending the, the César Awards in France, mm. uh, where he's been nominated for Best Actor for Annette. So nice. we might get an Adam red carpet signing. Cool. Couldn't tell you when those awards are. My journalistic integrity is not the best. So uh, tweeted us at AdamAndyPod. When are those awards? I didn't write it down, but I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a glimpse of Adam and his goatee on the red carpet. Um, uh, the big news this week, though, is that Adam has been cast in his next film project. Uh, so let me just pull up the article so that I can get some more details here. So Adam is going to star as Enzo Ferrari in Michael Mann's film Ferrari alongside Penelope Cruz and Shailene Woodley. So a little bit about um, the movie. Let's see. Uh, the film, which Michael Mann, I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Mann, but he's like, uh, he does a lot of like gritty, you know, manly sort of movies. Um, anyway, uh, he's been working on this movie for two years. It's set in the summer of 1957. Uh, Ex-race car driver Enzo Ferrari is in crisis. Bankrupt- bankruptcy stalks his company and and he and his wife, uh, that he and his wife built from nothing. They have a tempestuous, tempestuous marriage. Uh, and uh, he is going to counter his losses by rolling the dice on one big race, a thousand miles across Italy. So it's going to be shooting in Italy. Again, so he'll be back in Italy uh, and playing a uh, race car driver. Another Italian. Another Italian. He's, that's in his wheelhouse. He's being typecast. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> uh, and Penelope Cruz is playing his wife. And I believe mm-hmm. Shailen Woodley is playing the mistress? mistress. Mistress? I believe mistress. You don't like it already? Shailene Woodley? Isn't she? I guess she's, she's in her 30s. Is she? Let's find out. So. Let's find out. Uh, I mean, she's an adult. You know. She's definitely an adult. I thought she was around my age or so. so, so. Um, let's see. She is thirty years old. So okay. she's so not. She's, she's Adam's only like six years. Wait, yeah, eight years. Adam is forty something. He's not forty. He's like he's thir- not- I think he's thirty-eight, right? Oh, okay. We we yeah. should know. We, we should, should know. We celebrated well, well, his birthday. Why do I I'm think he's like sure forty-six or something? I know because he has forty-year-old energy. That's he why. does. He does. His energy is that of a man in his forties. Um, he is thirty-eight. Okay, so he's not. Okay, that's he's that's eight, fair. But Penelope Cruz is like what in her fifties? Good for her. Good for her. I want this the goal. Is, you're like finally. <laughs> this is the world that I want to see. I want to see women who are 47 years old. 47. I want to see a woman who's 47 years old, just like you know, uh, having a married to a 38 married. Yes. Let's have these women in their the prime of their sexual lives. That's what I want. And then the husbands cheat on them with a thirty-year-old. Whoa, whoa, let's whoa, just. Whoa, I'm sure. Let's let's pa- not pass judgment until we get there. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So that's what's up for that's what's next for Adam. So he'll be back in shooting cool. in Italy, which I guess means uh, more gifts from the Italian paparazzi. Mm-hmm. They seemed pretty relentless. Uh, mm. Now, um, Lady Gaga, I'm sure, was a huge attraction for the paparazzi while she was there. So I don't know if we'll get quite the level of coverage we did for house of gucci but we'll see 
Um, okay, so that's all I've got for Adam. Uh, so for Andy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the show mm-hmm. that we all love, know and love, has been acquired by Comedy Central uh, to broadcast the rights. So uh, I don't know if that means it'll be, I assume it's still going to be on Peacock as well. Uh, I don't know if that means it's being pulled from Hulu or what. Um, that will obviously impact you and I watching it. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know if that means that Comedy Central is necessarily... Because those are the internet rights. So I don't know. Anyway, Comedy Central uh, is going to be running Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they're going to kick off uh, their uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine ship uh with a uh, a marathon this well uh this recording as of this recording it'll be passed already but on sunday february 20th uh they'll be having a um marathon so by the time this episode comes out the marathon will be over but uh for those of you in the know uh there was a marathon <laughs> on sunday the 20th of all episodes of brooklyn 99 on comedy central so that's uh that's what's going on with dandy and then also here's the big special thing uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer is out. Okay. Did you watch it? No. Great, because we're gonna if watch it. If you didn't it send it to me, I didn't right, wa- wa- watch it. We're gonna watch it right now. So we're gonna okay. watch it. We're gonna react to it. Uh I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm just gonna copy paste into the chat. So if you look at the chat on Zoom, uh, and I'm going to pull up the trailer. Ah. Did you hold find on, it? Hold on. What? Sorry. It Are you started okay over playing. there? Yeah. Okay. Get it all the way to the beginning and then okay. tell me when you're ready. Okay. I'm just going to let it play the... Oh, the ad. Yeah. Once you're through the ad, let me know. Okay. I am I am all the way at the beginning. You ready? Yes. All right. Mine's playing. Is yours playing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Real Hollywood Story. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined a generation and turned two unknown chipmunks into international superstars. But as success took Chippendale to new heights, got some nostalgia. Many more seasons of the Rescue Rangers. We were living the dream, dancing the Roger Rabbit. So we've got Paul Paul Abdul, little Roger Rabbit. No one ever imagined. It could all come crashing down. So we've got like a behind the music kind of thing. Different. Hey, it's no secret I had the CGI surgery done. Consumed by temptation. My love of cheese got the best of me. I just love it so much. More please. More please. I mean, honestly, that's Is a mood. I love that cheese. Two living also. legends are destined to reunite. I'm thinking reboot. Nobody wants a reboot. It's the rescue rangers. You need a disguise or something. Grab the first thing you can. Uh. What? Rangers 2.0. Wow, that's a lot of cartoon cameos. This place looks weird. Remember that animation style where everything looked real but nothing looked right? Who are you? Okay, are this, you talking this to is us? Good. Obviously. But it looks like you're talking to that window. It actually looks like I'm looking right at you. Okay. Look at my eyes, looking right at your eyes. 
J.K. Simmons. Okay, so May 20th, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, Sarah, you had the most serious expression on your face. It was like I was, it was almost like we were watching a trailer for Power of the Dog for a second there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't really know how to, uh, I don't know how to read what, what's going on in your mind. You're going to have to tell me how you're feeling about that. Um, that is like definitely the kind of movie I hate. <laughs> oh gosh, really? Yeah. Um, the, um, animation mixed with live action and then like, okay. I, I already hate that, but having like two different styles of animation with live action is like, so you just, uh, you're upset by it. And plus it doesn't seem that funny or okay. original. Um, okay. It seems like they were just like, let's make money. How can we do that? Well, that I don't know. Like, be, no, that's fair. That seems to be the whole premise of the movie, though, of like, let's get together. Let's get the gang back together for money reasons. But maybe there's some kind of like other. Oh, no, I was talking about the studios. Saying, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, re- reboots are everywhere, right? Um, I mean, the. Uh, Jurassic Park trailer just dropped. You're not that alone. Looks fun. The Jurassic <laughs> Park trailer because it has the old people. Sure. Uh, well, you know, for me, okay. So first of all, was this a show that you watched when you were a kid? Because some people like this is was a big deal for them. The Chippendale Rescue Rangers was like was their fucking jam. You know? No. No. So you have no interest in those characters. No mm. emotional stakes. Okay. Mm. Uh, I don't either. Uh, my sister, who is like three and a half years younger than me, was like, that was like her favorite show. Like she would come home from school and watch that show and like loved it. Uh, I haven't actually talked to her about this. I don't even know if she's watched the trailer, but uh, you're not alone in that there are other people that watch the trailer and they're like, what the fuck is this? Uh, I think there are people who have watched it and been like, that doesn't seem like the show that I know. And I feel like they, they didn't seem there, but there are other people who are like, this looks really weird. And lonely Island is all about weird and I'm into it. So, um, did they write it? I think so. I mean, Akiva directed it. I'm pretty sure like the, like they at least had a hand in developing the story. If they didn't outright, let me just look it up. Uh, if they didn't outright write the story, um, I think that they certainly had a hand in, let's see, it was written by, story by Barry Schwartz, so I don't really know what that means. Uh, It was directed by Akiva and produced by the Lonely Island, uh, or at least they were on the producing team. Writers, okay, so... Written by Dan Greger and Doug Mand. So not written by not written by the Lonely Island, but I but still I feel like you can feel their influence on it. You know, it definitely has that like kind of uh, sort of a I guess the closest thing I can compare it to is pop star never stop never stopping, where you're like kind of making fun of like a particular genre, which is like disney animation or big animated films like just to name a couple of the cameos i saw in there roger who framed roger rabbit uh the paula abdul 
and the cat from the song that Paul Abda, uh, what is it? Uh, Opposites attract. Um, uh, the My Little Pony was in there. Uh, there was like a de- ton of different cartoons, like all kind of in that it's whole all before world. my time. Yeah. So maybe it's just maybe not meant to hit your demographic. I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a cartoon movie for forties people, people in their four, 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 forties. I can't quite picture that. That's being a good question. A thing. I think, but I think it could still. Well, it's hard to say. I'm trying to look at it and objectively and be like, would children get those jokes? The jokes that they put up front seem to be more for adults, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the movie is probably still a kid's movie, right? I mean, the energy is mm -hmm. seems like for kids and families, but the the back story like not the backstory but the the knowledge you would need to appreciate what's going on the tone's like, a little not be for kids. strange yeah i yeah. mean i've been telling people when because people were sending me this trailer over text message when it came out and they're like what do you think and i'm like i think it's weird like i'm all for it i mean you know uh i i'll i i'm intrigued by all these different animation like it, i'm intrigued by the idea that it is a examination of different styles of animation over time that's kind of fascinating to me like what does that have to do with Chippendale like does that mean they're finding themselves obsolete in this world of like VR not that they mentioned VR but VR and like you know like Pixar animation like is there something to do with hand-drawn animation being like on its way out obviously we see what the character Andy's playing has like given themselves a CGI makeover which I thought was kind of funny I mean because like you know, Sonic the Hedgehog got a CGI makeover. Anyway, uh, I think that I'm interested in what exactly is the hook? What is the plot? It seems to be like washed up Disney cartoon characters have to come back together for some reason, but I don't know what that reason is. They didn't give me what the reason is. I don't know. Did you get it? Because I've watched this trailer a couple times now no. and I couldn't figure out like, why are we back together? I mean, the, the tone and the characters of Chippendale, which I like, I didn't watch the show, but I mm-hmm. associated it with like kids shows. I don't know. Yeah, like, I just, that's a, that would be a fair assessment. I, I don't think. know. So the tone of this, just the fact that they are chipmunks and it looks like an eighties cartoon type thing just put mm-hmm. me off. And so I wasn't really fully engaged or fully aware of the story. Like I was, Mm -hmm. I just assumed that it was something I wouldn't be interested in. Okay. So you saw the the 80s cartoon and you were like, and your body just shut down. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, I obviously, as a kid who grew up in the 80s, that intrigues me. So uh, I'm sure I'll end up watching this with my kids. I don't think we're going to cover this on the show. Uh, because it is a kid's cartoon unless I watch it and I'm like no we should definitely talk about it and then maybe I'll buy you dinner or something uh, so that you will feel less upset that I'm making you watch this (laughs) Uh, at the moment I don't think we're planning on covering it although certainly listeners you can let us know what you think do you want us to talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers on this podcast sure uh can i thirst after a chipmunk probably i'm shameless so tweet at us at adam handy pod and tell me if you think that we should watch this i'm sure that i will end up probably seeing it inadvertently because of my kids 
Uh, and uh, so I, I guess I'll report back to you. But I don't find I don't have any emotional stakes in the characters Chippendale. So if they took liberties with those characters, I don't really have any problem with that. Um, but uh, I'm also not so interested in it that I'm like very nostalgic for it. I am mm-hmm. intrigued by all these other cartoon characters that are in there. I the thing that I found to be the funniest in the whole trailer was the world where everybody's animation looks weird, like the Polar. I'd call it the Polar Express effect. Like, did you watch the Polar Express movie when you were a kid? I avoided it because it creeped me out. It looked creepy, right? But in the yeah. early days of like kind of CGI animation or whatever, or I don't even know if CGI animation is the word for, it, but like. Yeah, I guess CGI animation, the world of computer animation, like as it was kind of coming up, it looked very weird and creepy. And except for Toy Story, Toy Story was delightful, right? Because Toy Story was still a cartoon; like they weren't trying to render realistic faces. I see, I see what Um, you're saying. Yeah, and so that whole bit really made me laugh. Where they were like, "You don't look like you're looking at us." Like I'm looking at you. I know it was (laughs) that part made me laugh. I got, I was amused. Uh, That part was funny. I, I too was a little weirded out. Oh yeah. Jack's back here taking a nap behind me. He's cute. Just if you're watching, you can definitely see Jack kind of like snooze, 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 snoozing behind Nicole. Uh, Jack, my, my, my Shetland sheepdog. uh, He is taking a nap behind me on the floor. Uh, Those of you are watching on the YouTube channel. Um, Anyway, yeah, I uh, I'll I'll probably watch it, and I don't know if we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe we'll spend like a little time talking about it. But listeners, if you want us to talk about it, uh, we live to serve you. So tweet at us at Adam Adam Any Pod and tell us what you think. Uh, should we talk about Chippendale? Um, I'm not above thirsting after a chipmunk. I'm not. I'll watch it if I if it's part of the part of the deal. Sure. I mean, like I don't. I should say it's not something I would actively seek out, but if it was something that like was something we watched for the show, like that's fine. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, Speaking of things that we've watched for the show, would you like to talk about these Lonely Island shorts? Yes, please. I'm, I think you have a list of them. We can go down. I have a list. I have a long list. Uh, I felt like we could maybe, I don't know how to go about this. This is really different for us. So maybe uh, we start with our general impressions and then maybe I'll go down the list and maybe name off some of these shorts that we watched. And it'll be like, this is like the Monet of Mm -hmm. the Adam and Andy podcast. We're just like giving a little impressionistic thoughts, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, I don't know how to get into this too deeply, but I do think now having watched a bunch of them, uh, that there are some conclusions we can draw from maybe this early part of their career. Uh, so listeners, just kind of recap for you what we're, we watched this week. Sarah and I sat down at my computer and we went to the Lonely Island YouTube channel and we watched um, a lot. I would say at least 20 shorts, if you include the boo, the um, eight episode web series. Um, it was definitely like looking back into a portal of early 2000s internet comedy for sure i watched these in like oh five i think so Mm -hmm. way way closer to when when they were made Mm -hmm. than like today (laughs) yeah so tell us a little bit about i think here's what i would like to do first then uh tell us a little bit about 
how you ended up, how you kind of came across these, like what these videos meant to you at the time, like, or just anything generally about like your history with these video, these Lonely Island videos. Sorry, yawn. Mm-hmm. I think basically I saw Andy on SNL and I had a little crush on him. I thought he was mm-hmm. very cute. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to look into like, you know, what he used to do. And so I looked up um, him online and mm-hmm. found the Lonely Island website, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it exists. In, it question. doesn't exist in the same form anymore. But back mm-hmm. then it was like its own separate like mm-hmm. It was very old fashioned. Um, so it, was, and, it looked like a '90s website. Yeah, and like it was like just basically a bunch of their old stuff, mm-hmm. um, which at the time wasn't that old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just clicked around, and and actually I did this with my fa- family. So I think mm-hmm. all of us kind of sat around and watched like my pants and Kablam Blam and like some of the old stuff. Yeah. And, um, and my brother and I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but a few of the lines that they mm-hmm. say in some places, like yeah. we would just like have that be like our catchphrase around the house for a few years, I think. What just were like some of your like, catchphrases? Anything you can share that holds up? <laughs> Glasses on. Nice. The, the nice. squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh. Uh, I forget what else, but I think yeah. just like some of the things that they, um, they say, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, uh, it was, uh, I don't remember thinking that they were good, good. I just mm-hmm. remember thinking they were weird and funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe they were in two, two, 2005 mm-hmm. or 2001 or when, when, whenever they were released, but mm-hmm. Looking at it through today's lens, when like there are like millions of people creating content mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. really good co- content like mm-hmm. this doesn't. Uh, this would it was would have been good back then, but f- for today's stay 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 standards at least uh, doesn't quite mm-hmm. measure up. Yeah, I wanted to t- so I want to talk a bit about that. Um, I think that. One of the interesting things you said, to, I thought, while we were watching this was that you were like, you know, these guys are big stars now. Like, they've been, like, Andy's a huge star. Uh, Yorma has had a really successful career. Akiva is a successful director. And The Lonely Island is, like, this huge, you know, uh, phenomenon in itself, you know? And 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 yet, you're they still have these old videos that they basically shot with the cheapest camera possible. T- terrible lighting uh the writing is not great um and there but they left it up there and what do you think the reason for that is like why leave up all these old videos uh that aren't that don't uh measure up to what their qual their quality of work is now because these videos were what got them their break Mm -hmm. i think i think I think it would be unfair to the fans mm-hmm. and unfair to the people mm-hmm. who followed them and liked them. And like, I'm mm-hmm. so glad they're up. Cause like, mm-hmm. I like to see like the growth, the progression of mm-hmm. a career. And mm-hmm. it's, you don't often get to, to see, see that with a lot of actors. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of actors like try to bury their old gro- bad shit, <laughs> but also like it's, when you make something that's like a professional film, mm-hmm. like it's not 
that bad. Like even the bad films are like, well, that's, it's still a a film, you know, Mm -hmm. it's still a real film, but like these were like videos that they shot themselves. Pulled it together on a weekend. So it's like all them. It's not, it's all them. hundred percent collaboration. It's all them. Um, And, but I re I really do think it's important to not hide your old work, your origins. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't, I'm okay with people seeing my first films and, um, I'd even be okay with them seeing the film I made when I was 13 Mm -hmm. and it was truly cringy, Mm -hmm. but it's something that I made with my best friend and like, Mm -hmm we were very proud, proud of it at the time. And mm-hmm. so I just want to like, I guess it's, it's nice to see that they, you know, still allow, allow people to see, to see, to see that stuff. Yeah. And I want to emphasize to our listeners that I don't think we were sitting there going like, this is bad. And I hate that I'm watching this. Although at one point, I think somewhere around episode five or six of the boo, uh, short for Malibu, by the way, um, I was like, wow, how much more of this is there? Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm struggling to get through the rest of this. Um, but I, I think that I, I think there, there are a lot of parts of the these videos that are fun and funny. And I feel like if you're a fan of Andy's work, uh, not that we've gotten to there at th- this point, but you know, they're definitely worth checking out. And they all, uh, they all have a bit of charm to them. I think what's really charming about them is like these three guys and their relationship as creators together and how they like, you know, were really like trying to find what their style was. And you can mm-hmm. see like a little bit of hints of what that style is like they, little, like little taste of it. Yeah. They were definitely trying to find their style. I think that they were doing spoofs of all mm-hmm. kinds of different styles and yes. different types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even not just spoofs of types of things, but spoofs of, of, tropes and yes. stories and yep. um jokes that have already been made that were like put into a different kind of scenario and like and spoofs is something that they continued to do like if you look mm-hmm. at their more mature work um you know uh I don't want I can't really put the sport movies in that category even though those are spoofs because that's not mm-hmm. a lonely island thing but you know like pop star or the bash brothers those are all mm-hmm definitely spoofing a, a, a musical style you know yeah. uh so they that was you can really if you look at like say the bash brothers experience and you know Kablamo, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a huge difference there in terms of the sophistication and mm-hmm. um the production value but mm-hmm. there should be there should be these were mm-hmm. made 20 years ago uh, with no money so yeah there mm-hmm. definitely should be a progression there but you can see that they're still working on some of the same things like mentally they're working this out and they're with what they're creating you know they're, yeah. they're that stuff is still there yeah um so so there's that so i think they were def they were fun to look at for that reason um i too think that it, the cool thing, the, well, there's two things that kind of came to mind while you're talking about, the, about this. One, yes, I think it's important for people to see the way artists progress in their work. Like, you know, if you go, not uh, don't at me, um, America, for comparing 
the Lonely Island to Vincent Van Gogh. But if you go to like that Van Gogh interactive experience, that was, I don't know if you went to that when it was here, but basically it was like a whole Van Gogh exhibit um, in Atlanta. And they're they're like showing his early sketches and then his later work. And like, this is sort of like that, but with like comedy videos, like these early Lonely Island videos are like the sketches where they're like just trying to work things out, like literally like rough sketches an artist would make. And then you can see their, the complexity of their work, uh, you know, kind of increase. And so there's something I think really uh, that we don't get a lot as filmmakers, which is to see how people's content changes. Like That's most, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's valuable. And most people don't, well, most people hide their early work because they're like, this is like not representative of who I am today, mm-hmm. but it is representative of who you've been. And so that's mm-hmm. valuable. And it yeah, I, valuable. I definitely think they're keeping it up there because their their fans want that stuff to stay up. I don't know that they're putting it up there for a community service. In a way, it's almost like a there's something like really almost like uh, arrogant. It's not arrogant, but like almost like a a, f- a finger in the air to like Hollywood to be like, I'm going to keep up my shitty videos because I know that it's not going to impact my career because I'm loved for what I can do now. And looking at my early work that is kind of weird and not doesn't always hold up at times is not going to change. If anything, it's going to make me more endearing, which I think it does. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, but like those videos were literally the things that yes. got them their job that got Which is them kind their of insane big break. Because mm-hmm. like it does remind me of like amateur TikTok videos, honestly. They feel like amateurish TikTok videos at this point. And they were yeah. very amateurish YouTube videos, but yet now these guys are like fucking making a show for Disney Plus. With- and that's the thing. There's so much more co- content now. There's yeah. so many so many more adept content create create cre- creators that are very talented at creating co- content you know like it's just but that competition i think has led to people having to step it up like yeah the production value and also like the tools are better like in to- the early 2000s when they were making these videos you couldn't get like a 6k you know camera cinematic camera and cinematic lenses to shoot these videos you know like mm-hmm. our the the lenses on our camera our cameras like our, our phones i mean our phone cameras are better than the lenses that, mm-hmm. that they were using on these videos yeah that was so something else that i, the tools I have saw changed as well that was something else that i noticed last night is that everything was way blur blur than i remember it's and it's low not, resolution. not my it wasn't my mm-hmm. eyesight it was just like i it's remember low resolution but like back then we were so used to low res like faux 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 photos and videos that it didn't read as being as bad as it is. At least for me, like you, I was so used to You probably to were that. watching it on like a, well, you may have been watching it on a television, but you probably weren't watching it on a super high res monitor no. either. Like, you know, I've yeah. I've got like a five K yeah, you know, a computer monitor. It like we're watching started on. to hurt my head. <laughs> After yeah, it's, it was I, like, at one point we made the video smaller so because we we're yeah. like, I can't see. Um, but and it's not just the video quality like that's changed, but the writing, like obviously the writing and the acting got a lot better. Like I want to emphasize, like I'm aware that the technology of cameras has changed since the early 2000s, but you can see how their writing and, uh, and acting progressed as well. Yeah. Um, I also think there's something interesting about how the Internet itself is like a time capsule. Like everything we do on the internet, even if the Lonely Island decided tomorrow, like I'm going to wipe these videos off the map, you can go back and through a Wayback Machine, you can dig up 
old websites. So like nothing ever really dies uh, on the internet. And so like with their, their videos being up like that, it also speaks to the, I guess, the enduring power of the internet and how it never forgets anything. Mm-hmm. And so why bother getting rid of them? You know, mm-hmm. they're part of internet history, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk a bit more about uh, each video. So I'm not going to, I don't think we can get into too much detail, but we definitely watched a bunch of stuff. Uh, Kablamo. So we watched, that was the first one we watched. I think that was the first one that I watched too. Mm-hmm. Um, not last night, but like way back in time. Um, it was and- quintessential Lonely Island, I feel like. Like that was one of the most Lonely Island, Lonely Island videos we watched, I feel like. Yeah. Last night. I just, I just liked it because it was so weird and like stupid. Like I just yes. like, when I first saw it, I was like, how, how stupid a line is it? Like when you're a coal miner and you forget what coal is. It's like, <laughs> or like when you're jello jiggles, Kablamo. Yeah. So I guess the, what it, so of course the idea of, of Kablamo is that it's like something really great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's something really like fun and, uh, late, like, so like just a, a spirit of fun about that, that exists, yeah. that it's not a, about anything serious. It's just yeah. a bunch of guys rapping about weird of stuff that has no relation to each other. That seems like yeah. enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, my first thought, cause this was our first video that we watched was my first thoughts were, Oh my God, look at these babies. But then also like, wow, Andy just really stands out as like, like he's so pretty. Like mm-hmm. he just looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. He's got the his hair is this weird, like this early two thousands like feathered hair mm-hmm. he's got going on. The jawline, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he just like really stood out to me as like the pretty one of the three of them. That's probably why he got the SNL uh job with him being the face of of them. Maybe, but also I think Andy and I and I want to also pull this into the backseat man, which is another one we watched where Andy plays like an old-timey character who like lives in someone's backseat. Mhm. Um where he was like doing this weird English accent and stuff. I feel like even though Andy's performance is like very over the top and broad, mm-hmm. you can s- still like Andy's s- screen presence is very watchable Mm -hmm. and so yes he's pretty but also and and i'm going to tie this also into when we talk about the boo because sarah chalk was in the boo and sarah chalk jumps off screen Mm -hmm. like she is you can see that she is meant to be a star Mm -hmm. in this really stupid like internet sitcom that they did she Mm -hmm. outshines all of them Mm-hmm. And I think Andy really jumps out to me as like someone who has charisma mm-hmm. and is really watchable. And yeah, I think that definitely shows in these early videos. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I, oh, I wrote it down as Andy's star power. I think you can see the star power. It's like really obvious to me. Um, do you yeah. think the other two guys have that kind of star power? Akiva, no. Akiva is better behind the camera. Um, Yorma, yeah. I find him even more adorable than Andy. I find Andy mm-hmm. has more charisma and more mm-hmm. like hotness, mm-hmm. but Yorma has an adorableness that yeah, you really seem taken with Yorma. While we're I watching just these. think he's so cute. Like, 
Um, I can't not I can't not see Booth Jonathan when I look at him like I just can't like every time I look at him I'm like that's Booth Jonathan Uh, (laughs) those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about Booth Jonathan is a character that Yorma played on girls who was this smart smarmy you know like uh pretentious arty guy and like he did great with it and I know Yorma's not really that guy but it's like every time I look at his face like that's what I see so um I he's he was just too good at playing that character I don't know okay um so I just uh but yeah I think Yorma what would I say about Yorma like you they're all funny though I will say Mm -hmm. that like they clearly have like a like a chemistry as a group Mm -hmm. and even though Akiva is not like I don't I'm not like ooh, give me like I'm not my eyes not drawn to him in the same way that Mm -hmm. I'm drawn my eyes drawn to Andy like Akiva is funny uh and uh you can tell that I I don't think that the at least the videos we watched I don't know that they were the best showcase of directing because like there was there, I don't think the focus was on finding the coolest shots. Um, now, when we talk about the boo, there were a couple of directing bits that I went, oh, yeah, I see that. That is a good choice that Akiva made that uh, we can talk about. But um, yeah, I think in uh, summation, I just feel like Andy is kind of the standout star to me. Uh, and I kind of see how he landed where he did. Now, would these guys have been plucked from obscurity had the internet not have been such a crowded marketplace the way that it is today? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how, what you think. Do you think they would have been plucked uh, from obscurity uh, had they had they been trying to compete with today's, like had Kablamo been trying to compete with today's best TikTok videos, do you think they still would have... You don't think so? Probably not. Um, but who? You, it's hard star to judge. Pa- star power is so hard to to understand mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. quantify or even to qualify. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. It's like unexplainable, indescribable, and it's very subjective. And it's like yeah. I can't even pinpoint what gives Andy star power versus what doesn't give someone else star power. It's like charisma isn't enough like it's true yeah it's true i don't know it's weird um the other thing i wanted to say about backseat man is that it's very clear that that was like the nicest car they could get access to that day (laughs) and that just made me laugh that it was like a fucking (laughs) sedan or something and they're like this is a a car that a guy that picks people up would drive um do you want to talk about stork patrol uh sure you look like you it's don't. It's a little dirty. <laughs> so Stork Patrol is a song about a bunch of guys who want to have sex with a giant stork that's made out of yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, I was a little worried about going back into the vault because I was like, okay, I know what guy humor in the 2000s, early 2000s was like. And yes, facts, some jokes do not ho- hold up. There were some definite like homophobic and even mm-hmm. like a bit of like transphobic jokes mm-hmm. uh, that definitely were not cool. Uh, weren't cool then. And, you know, I think most people would uh, frown upon them now. And I'm sure that, and I, I think I've heard Andy in interviews talking about how like some of their early work is like, they're like, you know, we made jokes that like, you know, you, we wouldn't do today that, you know, like you look back on it and you're like, ugh, gross. Um, but uh, that is to say that even Stork Patrol, which is about three guys who want to f- fuck a stork, um, wasn't as uh, like broy and offensive to me as I would have expected it to be. 
It was well, how it began was <laughs> it was these so these three men, you know, they're yeah. they're um, boys. We can call them boys. Uh, are they men? I don't know. Three boys, um, and they see these three women get mm-hmm. out of y- young women around their age mm-hmm. um, get out of a car, and mm-hmm. they're like cute. They're like mm-hmm. the hot girls of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, instead Whoever they got to come to set that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so instead of lusting after the hot w- 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 women, they see this toilet paper stork climb out of the car, mm-hmm. and they're like that. That one is for me. So not only, but the thing is, um, not only did they want to fuck the stork, they wanted to wife the stork. Yeah. Like they wanted the stork to come out of the building and uh, that the the stork was sequestered and and marry them. Mm -hmm. So there was more depth to this relationship than just a man and fuck stork. A fuck storking. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know what else I can say about Stork Patrol. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, I think we do need to talk a little bit about Glurk, which was apparently some kind of thing they filmed for a, a pilot. Mm-hmm. Which again, I one of the things I came away with was like, damn, like making stuff is hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to get pilots made. It, I mean, you and I have got projects we're trying to like make happen and it's like, it's hard. Um, and like watching, like, you know, it's like, they've got this weird, you know, sci-fi comedy thing where Andy's dressed like an alien and the makeup was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yorma's trying to repair a the ship. The set was not that great. That the one. set looked like something that they had made in someone's basement. Or like um, in the sixties. It did, but maybe that was on purpose. Maybe it was supposed to look like a sixties kind of sci-fi set. I don't know. The makeup, Bon Ante, the alien, was pretty good. Yeah, for, Nicole took a, a minute before she was like, wait, I didn't is that recognize Andy? him at first. I was like, <laughs> hang on. Uh, and they obviously had made this as like a pilot for a sketch comedy show. And so it was interesting to see that. Um, I don't know that I have too much to say about it other than. Well, it was. Um, Andy jo- was. Yeah, you go the ahead. The joke was that the alien has both female and male mm-hmm. se- se- sex or, or mm-hmm. organs. And. Uh, establish that and then like years pass and he's trying to get Yorma to have sex trying to get yeah an astronaut I guess he's trying to well they're Uh, crashed on it yeah he's trying to get Yorma to have sex with them Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't he didn't they they didn't use the word them because again this is a joke that doesn't hold up at all um and so like the idea of like a alien that has uh is has both sex organs or a non-binary or whatever intersex whatever it is that they were trying to say is is something that obviously uh doesn't and then Um, eventually uh glurk the the alien fixes yorma's ship ship. so and it ends with uh yorma's character saying that they before he went home he did have sex with glurk and he liked it Good for good for them. Yeah. Uh, now, while the whole joke made me profoundly uncomfortable because of its very tone deafness, uh, yeah. there was one thing about one thing about it that made me laugh, and that's when Glurk was like, "I have both male and female parts, and only one of them is a virgin." <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. I was like, okay. okay, you got yeah. me with that one. Um, 
So should we talk about the boo? Because I feel like this is like the best way for us to kind of look at a comprehensive storyline. So the boo was sort of a, what did you call it? An OC, you know? Like the OC, yeah. Or uh, what was that show with the MTV kids? Yeah, it was like an OC or like... um, yeah, one of those like teen. I think it was explicitly making fun of the, the the OC. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but it also seemed to be making fun of like kung fu karate kid type. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. It was like it was like let's put the karate kid on the OC. Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. Um, again, I want to just say that Sarah Chalk is in this, and she's only in like three episodes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but I was like, wow, this is the writing is not good no. of this show. No. Uh, but she made it so like like better than it should have been. Yeah. Like you can really see a talented actor at work. And the way that she did it was because she played everything completely serious. Like this mm-hmm. that she was in a very serious drama. Mm-hmm. And, and and let the absurd situation be funny, which, again, you and I talked about this last night. We were watching it like Sarah and I, you know, we do comedy and uh, our thing, kind of our style when we're shooting something is always like everyone in this world is taking this seriously. No one is because it's to me, it's always funnier when we're you're not pushing the joke. Like it's always yeah. funnier when you let the world and that's around everyone be funny. And I think some actors just inherently even while playing something very seriously are funny. Like that's what you want is somebody who's inherently funny, who doesn't need to push the joke, but is taking everything in the world very seriously. Yeah. That's how, when I think comedy is at its best and Yorma and Andy sort of got there towards the end of that eight episode arc, Mm -hmm. but definitely in the first episode or two, they were really pushing those jokes hard Mm -hmm. in a way that they wouldn't now because they're, They've their acting has yeah as a uh, grown. They've developed those acting skills that the, maybe they didn't have when they were twenty two. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say about this other than it was hard to watch at times. Uh, it definitely gave me that flashback to early web t- t- early web series and how you could just kind of shoot anything really um yeah. and i sarah, sarah chalk who plays the only female character in this there were no women really except for her no. uh disappears a lot there are several episodes she's not in and they she's use played by a man who was in looks... a few other sketches with them Is he, was he part of the only he's almost like the 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 pete best of lonely island he's like the the fourth lonely island member it seems like i don't know what happened to that guy i feel like we yeah. i'd like to I, we should have looked him up but yeah. uh yeah she was played by a guy who was doing a decent job yeah he was doing like actually. an impression of her basically he did a decent job and then at some point also a puppet a puppet yeah and you were upset because you felt like that to that was like saying that these the female characters interchangeable with a puppet a man and a puppet which yeah uh, I feel like if that was on purpose, I would agree, but I think it was I think it was probably because she could, she was like un- unavailable. I think she was probably doing scrubs. 
Yeah. And and they had asked her to be on the show probably. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds fun. But then she probably didn't ended up not having enough time to do it every month. Because it sounds like yeah. we'll they talk about episode eight. Yeah. But it sounds like they did an episode every month. And maybe she just wasn't available like that t- that month. So they put somebody else yeah. in there. But yeah. if if it was a choice, what do you think it says about wim- the women in the show? There's only one woman. Do you think it says anything about women and it how says that that character wasn't important mm-hmm. enough to wait for her to be av- available? Well, I think they were doing they were they they were I think they at that point they had been contracted by a cha- channel channel mm-hmm. one hundred one to make these episodes, and so I don't think I think they had to keep this was on out a, this a channel. It says channel one hundred one. It says it was made for channel one hundred one. I don't even know what that is, but yeah, they were. I think they were getting money to make this of some kind, <gasps> or at least they were had an agreement with them to make content every month. Wow. Um. The camera work in this is painful. It hurts. It hurts. It, it, it hurts my eyes. But there were a couple, again, to give it to Akiva, there were a couple of really funny moments that were director choices that I really liked. There was a scene where Yorma's character is like talking to his dad about how hard, like about their dead, the dead brother or whatever. And the dad c- comes to check on him and he opens the door and she should be opening a door from a hallway, but he's like inside of a closet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like showing how shitty the set is. And, yeah. but it was so strange and nobody commented on it that it made, made me, I thought it was very funny. And then when Yorma leaves, he goes through the same closet, but when he opens the door on the other side, he's coming outside the house. Yeah. That was funny. I really enjoyed yeah. that. And then there was that other cut that you and I both noticed where it was like, you know, uh, Sarah Chalk's character, Melissa, is being pursued on the bike and the bad guys are going to sh- like kidnap her or shoot her or hit her with a car or something. And they cut from Yorma's character. He's supposed to go on a date with her. He leaves some flowers like on the ground dejectedly by her house. And we cross dissolve from the flowers to this red f- bush of flowers. That's that, like for me, like it was like flash of violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we pan down to the bike. I was like, OK, all right. You know, like yeah. very heavy handed. But yeah. uh, for a web show, I-, I thought that was a good editing moment. And I remember we were like, oh, look, look yeah. at this uh, visual uh, style here. Um yeah. Yeah, the boo, I'll tell you, the boo was not my favorite. Um, mm. I There were a couple things I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen there be some kind of commentary on, I think there's a missed opportunity to comment on how white people are always like co-opting Asian culture for movies like this. Like, I feel like there was something in that that could have been in there that yeah. wasn't. Uh, and I wish there had been. Uh, I got to also give it to the bad boy, Craig, who was acting his mm-hmm. ass off as yeah. well. That Don't know what happened to him. Definitely, definitely good. He was acting his ass off. Uh, also, you brought up that uh, a popular Lonely Island uh, theme and throughout their work, dad issues was a big part mm-hmm. of this. We had a yes. bad dad and some dad father son problems that came up. Mm-hmm. So there was that sort of repetitive theme, not repetitive in a bad way. I just mean like it's something they like to talk about is dad stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, the tone of it was very weird. I remember the ending was like really dark, right? Mm-hmm. Like doesn't the bad, like Craig, the the bad Craig son, he like himself. shoots himself. It's very like, it was, I was like, is this a comedy? I can't tell. There was like, I know like, the OC, I've not watched the OC, but I believe it's supposed to be very dramatic, right? So there was that, but I don't know. It was like, 
it was very absurd at times, but then also very dark at times. Like at one time they, they drugged Melissa and uh, I was just like, wow, I don't know what the tone of this is. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. It almost feels like it's kind of like certain people, whether they be white people or men or, you know, they joke about things like that, thinking that who cares? It's just a joke. It's funny. Mm -hmm. But to people in those marginalized groups, it's not a joke. It's not Mm -hmm. funny. It's not like a a casual, like, yeah, they're drugged. And Mm -hmm. yeah, she gets kidnapped. Who cares? You're like, Mm -hmm. so maybe to them, it wasn't as serious as it would seem seem to be to us. Yeah. And like, especially the like, suicide at the end was like i was like whoa holy shit um anyway um my you know what my favorite episode of the boo was eight episode eight where they forgot they weren't able to get anyone to make the episode that month so they made a very dumb song about how they couldn't get their shit together we didn't do the boo this month we didn't do the boo it was so funny and charming. I'll say in general, like just to kind of wrap all, not wrap this up, but maybe to tie all this together. I think the Lonely Island in their early work was at their best when they were doing a music video. Yes. The yes. music videos, definitely like you, they, the comedy and the skill and the style, you could see that they had a really clear point of view in the music videos and like their writing in a narrative scene, a narrative scene or a sketch or something like most people, I think most comedians, it takes a while to figure out like the right tone and also when is too much. Like maybe you can make this shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I think that some of the funniest sketches for me from them was the castaways, where which were like 30 seconds long, where like it's just a bunch of guys on, on a des- deserted island and like Yorma can't grow a beard and they just did little s- snapshots like things you would see on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the music videos were really where they were at their best in those early days, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh last thing I wanted to say before we move on from uh the Lonely Island shorts, unless you had something else we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about. Uh well I you guess... think about that. Oh no, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, this might be the thing you're you're gonna bring up, but the uh, the what if they had been three women? Is that oh what yeah, I would like to talk about that. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. If they had been three women making these type of videos, do you think they would have risen to the place that they did, or even three comedian, you know, people of color who were making these videos, or I like anyone who's not three white men uh i don't think so you don't think so Mm -mm. do you want do you have any do you want to expand on that or well i think it's just throughout history that's just kind of how what's happened like i can't think of i mean besides the broad city women yeah there's and it actually was on a few wet web series before she got got on snl uh, the yeah, Broad um, City started out as a web show and mm-hmm. also Insecure, uh, Issa Rae show. Insecure, yeah. yeah. So I guess, like, it's not a given the three women wouldn't have mm-hmm. gotten to that. But I feel like back then, in 2001, 
this was the kind of comedy people were looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's hard for me to not look to look at a Lonely Island and also not think about the three. There's three guys that recently got hired on staff at SNL called, I think it's called Please Do Not Destroy. That's their group. Uh, they've been doing some videos on SNL, but I had kind of seen them through coming up through Twitter and all the videos they were doing on Twitter. And they're Did you very say they're funny. three white men? Yes. Okay. Um, they are, they are actually really fun. Like their videos are funny. The reason I'm, I know I was aware of them before they got hired on SNL was because their videos are shared a lot. And I would, anytime one of them would come up, I would watch it and they're very funny and off kilter. Um, and so there's something, uh, about that torch, I think being carried again. Um, you know, would I like to see, you know, a group of three black women or four black women or five, like, a, or, you know, like, or women or, or someone, just someone who's not three white men, um, three straight white men, you know, being elevated in this way. Would I like to see that? Yeah. 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 I would. That's not saying that white men Could can't we? make com- com- comedy and shouldn't be allowed to. No, it's just like, but maybe they should sit the fuck down uh, at some point. Uh, you know, or maybe can we make room for other voices? Make maybe yeah, can we make some room? The guys, yeah. the please do not destroy guys are very funny. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying like how many other people out there are also very funny that aren't getting the same opportunities. I didn't mm-hmm. mean for this to turn into this, uh, but it is a topic that Sorry. I'm passionate about. No, I'm glad yeah. you brought this up because we did talk about this last night. We were like, yeah. man, if three women were doing this in 2001, no one would have they wouldn't be on SNL. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a hysterical woman, but, uh, you know, that's just the facts. And, uh, I don't know that it's gotten that changed that much and I'm happy for them. I think we had this discussion where we were, you were like, do they deserve the success they've got? And I was like, well, I think everyone deserves success and to have follow their dreams. Like would these guys do I, I guess this is where I want to end up. Do we see in these early videos the potential that where these guys are now? Because I, I don't think we can argue that these are very high level, you know, they're good actors, they're good comedians, they're creative, they have good ideas, they make content that people want to see. Like they're obviously very skilled, but without the resources and the opportunities to get to the point where they are now, do we see the evidence of that potential in these early videos? Do you think? I think for me, Kablamma, when I first saw it, I mm-hmm. saw the rudimentary mm-hmm. aspects that mm-hmm. would become their SNL shorts. Mm-hmm. For sure. And even though it was not very good, it was still like really weird and different. Yeah. And, and catchy. That, that is the thing that set them apart was that mm-hmm. they did weird, unexpected stuff and i like it when comedy is unexpected i do Mm -hmm. i really do uh i definitely i definitely think you can see the seeds uh i'm looking forward to us because we will return to this um either as part of looking at annie's snl worker i almost feel like maybe we should do like a volume two of this where we go and look at the lonely island but maybe in the snl era Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, we have to. I think we should do that maybe independent of Andy's SNL work. Like, I think we should look at Lonely Island in SNL era by itself and also Andy's work on SNL separately because I want to to reflect on this 
when we look at their work uh, as mm-hmm. they're like improve, like as they're developing their skills, as they're improving, as they're really sharpening their tool, mm-hmm. and also when they have better resources, access yeah. to better resources, you know. Um, I, 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 I hope I, I hope I don't, I'm not coming across too negative about this, but you know, like what can you really expect from internet videos from 20 years ago? Like they had some good moments, um, some also really painful moments. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, Andy has a beautiful, uh, cheekbones. Uh, I think that's definitely a takeaway for me here. Um, Sarah, before we get into our moments of thirst, would you recommend a fan of Andy's work check out these early Lonely Island shorts, these pre-SNL Lonely Island shorts? Of course, you have yeah. to. If you're a fan, you can't call yourself a real fan unless you go back and watch watch the old stuff. I agree. Yeah. I feel like I'm a real fan now. Also, again, I want to say how much I appreciate the fact that they could have just wiped these videos out of existence and mm-hmm. said you know, we're big time Hollywood now and we don't need any, like, we don't care if anybody likes these, like we're going to take them down. And they're not, that's not what they're about. Like they're not trying to hide their old work. They're not trying to hide it. And as someone who's still trying to like, as you and I are still developing our work and, you know, trying to improve on our kind of whatever we're creating, you know, Mm -hmm. it is, uh, I think there's something encouraging about looking at someone who's gotten to that level and saying, wow, like they started out just like everybody else does. And they kept working at it until they got to where they are. And, you know, um, uh, and, and if you keep on keeping on, you can, you can only get better, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to really appreciate about that. But yeah, I definitely think that if you're a fan of Andy's work, Go back and check out some of the stuff. Kablamo's really fun too. I think that's a good one, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, shall we get into some moments of thirst? Sure. Did you find yourself feeling parched while watching these videos? Uh there were a few moments where Andy was cute, like mm-hmm. in uh the castaways where mm-hmm. just he's shirtless. Um mm-hmm. the boo. Mm-hmm. Where his hair was f- floppy, not where it's slicked back, but where it's like yeah. I didn't floppy. care for the wet dog look. I didn't care for that wet dog look in some of those episodes. His hair was constantly changing. I don't know if that was meant to be a bit, but his hair was like sometimes it was tied back, sometimes it was slicked back, sometimes it was, it was like because they did it a month by month. It was You're like right. Haven't gotten a haircut. Just got a haircut. Exactly. Like, like he, you know? there's no continuity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that his. He definitely has his bravado kind of mm-hmm. thing going on in a bunch mm-hmm. of these. Like mm-hmm. that's not him, like his actual personality. It's but his character it's that he his plays. Shtick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of uh attractive. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I'm more drawn to you your your Yorma because he's just more like pup, puppy dogish. Yeah, there's definitely some Yorma thirst coming off of you. Um, mm-hmm. while we were watching those videos last night, for sure. Yep. Um, those are all good moments of thirst. Uh, I actually have quite a lot of bullet points here, so I'm going to try to get through them really quickly because I don't want to take up too much of your time with my thirst. But uh, number one, Andy in a tank. Uh, there was a lot of Andy wearing tank tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you know, I'm a big fan of men in tank tops. So uh, that I appreciated. Um, and then I'm just going to, a couple things I wrote down. Jaw. Nose. Nose. 
Oh, his nose is so beautiful. That beautiful profile. Lips, his lips were just like, you know, he had those youthful, you know, you know, plump lips. Uh, and you can't not look at them while he's singing, so or rapping or whatever he's doing. Um, the feather, the floofy hair. Floofy. His hair is so mm. beautiful. I mean, it wasn't hot rod levels of beautiful, like it wasn't styled or anything yet, mm. but like the hair was definitely, definitely there. Um, also, in the boo, there's an episode where he's wearing one of those cutoff sweatshirts where the arm, the sleeves are cut off and shorts, and he was jogging, and you know, the thighs. The thighs, the the thighs, the thighs. I'm going to go find myself some thighs after this. <laughs> I'd love me some thighs. <laughs> uh, and those are my moments of thirst. Nice. Lots to be thirsty about. Yeah. In these early. He was a, he's a beautiful man. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom. But I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Are we ready for some Adam and Andy trivia? Yes, I actually found. Mm-hmm. You get, can you see my dog has shifted? He's now on my other side. Yes. Look at him. He's just passed <laughs> the out. continuity of dogs sleeping. He is so tired. Look at that sleepy pooch. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> I found a BuzzFeed quiz. Ooh. The Ultimate Lonely Island Quiz. Oh, God. I'm going to be terrible at this. I'm not going to do all of the questions because mm. some of them don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask you some questions. Okay. Why are they called the Lonely I- I- Island? I feel like we went over this before. Um, do I have options or do I have to? Is this an essay yes. question? There's a four, okay, four choices. Okay. It was the nickname of their treehouse. Okay. It was the nickname of their house. Okay. It was the name of a bar they frequently went to. It was the name of a television show that they loved. I feel like we have gone over this question before and I'm going to answer probably the same way I did last time, which is probably wrong, but I'm going to say number two. It was the nickname of their house. Yes. Like that was like, maybe they were all living in an apartment together. Nickname of their house. Nice. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Okay. This next one is, is dumb, but uh, it was like, what are the names of each member, which we all know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what was their first digital short to air on SNL? Lazy I th- Sunday? I, th- I think, yeah. La- la- okay. La- no, it was it's not- Lettuce. Oh, I don't know that one. Huh? Lazy Sunday is the, fir- the, the one the I The first think- one that, yeah, I think what was their first sketch to go vi- 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 viral is la- 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 Lazy Sunday. But their okay. first short on SNL was called Lettuce, which I haven't seen. Well, we're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to watch it, yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of like questions about, uh, about their songs. Like what can save the world? Fingerless gloves, boom box, old people, boiled goose. Uh, boiled goose. Boom box. Boom box. Of course. Yeah. Let's see. So some, some of these include pictures. Somebody but- on Twitter, somebody listening to the podcast is shouting at me right now because they probably know all the <laughs> lyrics and I don't. And I'm so sorry, you yeah. guys. Yeah, it just has a. No, give me. Hit me with one yeah. more. Hit me with one last question. Your favorite question. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Um... I'm, on, I'm on pins and needles. 
Okay. What did Yorma eat that made him jizz in his pants? Oh my god, that's a video that we didn't watch, right? It is, but it's it's from the the, the SNL days. Okay, okay. Pizza, mm-hmm. a grape, mm-hmm. meatballs, a banana. I mean, pizza. Like, what would what? I, it's got to be pizza. It's from the song. I know. I'm just guessing. Uh, it's got to be I know pizza. What, what it is. You do. It's a grape. A grape. That must have been a good mm-hmm. grape. I just ate a grape and I jizz in my pants. <laughs> well, I'll look forward to that. Um, oh, there we go. Okay, okay, okay. A grape. Well, I'll never look at grapes the same way. But I'll tell you that right now. Thank you, Sarah. That was awesome. Oh, you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. Okay. But wait, I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here, I'm going to tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Shall we spin the wheel for what we're going to do next week? Oh, yes. I almost put girls on there. I'm almost ready to put girls on there, but I think I'm going to give it another month. Because uh, once, once we hit girls, we're going to have to watch like the whole first season before we move on to something else. And I know we're about to jump back into Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I wasn't quite ready for that. But uh, but I, I, I just, listeners, know that I am almost to the point where I'm ready to throw girls up on the wheel. Uh, I don't know if you're ready for that, Sarah. But uh, I'm ready for anything. You're ready for anything. I love it. Okay, so uh, Sarah, on the wheel today, we have Patterson. Francis Ha, Hungry Hearts, and Silence. Okay. So we've, we're spinning the wheel to see what Adam movie we're going to watch next. I have seen only one of these movies. The other three I have not seen. Come on, Patterson. Oh, wait, what's happening? I thought I was going to spin the wheel. There we go. Okay. Here it goes. And it's going to be Silence. Silence. Oh, Silence. He, uh, the, the monks or the. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I have. Been, that's this is the first time Silence has even been on the wheel because mm-hmm. I was like, there's I, there's nothing thirsty about this to me, but I'm going to give it a try. Uh, so it is directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, who uh, did I say Morton? I meant to say Martin. You said Morton. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I know who Martin Scorsese is. I'm a filmmaker, for God's sakes. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Um, in the nineteenth, in the seventeenth century, two Portuguese. Oh boy, two Portuguese. <laughs> I'm already having problems with this. Two yeah. Portuguese Jesuit priests travel to Japan in attempt in an attempt to locate their mentor, who is rumored to have committed apost aposty aposty and to propagate catholicism um i have no i don't know anything about this movie do you want to watch a trailer real quick sure because i don't know a goddamn thing about this movie other than adam is super super skinny in it that's all i know that's all i know so i'm gonna stop sharing real quick and i'm gonna i'm gonna copy paste the trailer and we're gonna watch it together Okay. Wow. Two reactions in one episode. So you pull that up and you let me know when you are ready to go and we will play it at the same time. I don't know anything about this movie other than Adam had to lose a lot of weight to be in it. I'm at the beginning. You ready? Mm hmm. All right. Let's play. Okay. Our Lord said to them, go ye into the whole world. Okay. 
Oof, the accent, Sarah. The to every living creature. Okay, here we go. Okay, so beautiful locales. Ferreira is lost to us. Okay. He renounced God in public and okay. surrendered the faith. That's not possible. Father Ferreira risked his life to spread our faith all over Japan. It seems to me that our mission here is more urgent than ever. We must go find... Lots of beards. This is in your hearts, and both of you. Yes. And I must trust God has put it down. Okay. The moment you set foot in that country, you step into high danger. Wow. This is tense. Oof. seeing a lot more of Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. Um So uh, was that those were some people being crucified. The price for yeah. your glory is their suffering. Okay. It's too dangerous. We asked for this mission. Andrew Garfield Lots of shots of Andrew Garfield. Adam Driver! Whoa. He is so skinny. Yeah. Liam Nielsen. This doesn't look like a feel-good movie. Am I know. Also, like, 98% of those shots were Andrew Garfield. Only, like, 2% were uh, 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 Adam Driver. There might have been, like, five shots of Adam and, like... Well, I expect we'll see more of Adam than we probably did in Midnight Special. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perhaps they're saving the sexiest shots for the movie. Like, they didn't want us to see how sexy he is in this dirty priest outfit. <laughs> Sarah's, you know I'm kidding, right? Yeah. You know I'm going to find something to be thirsty about regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I this movie tonally seemed like pretty intense, so yeah. I've been putting it off, but like, you know, hey, whatever. I'm up for anything. Uh, it doesn't look like a Chuckalux good time, mm-hmm. but uh, not everything has to be a Chuckalux good time. I like it. A- a- Andrew Garfield as well. Sure. I just. He looks cute in this. It seems to be one of those, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, European spreading Christianity. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get that they're Portuguese, but whatever. European spreading Christianity kind of. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that. But, Mm -hmm. like, maybe this movie is going to comment on why that's problematic yeah hopefully it doesn't seem like it's necessarily saying that that's a good thing yeah and i know that martin scorsese i respect martin scorsese he's a filmmaker and i do enjoy his movies i've seen a lot of i don't know have have you seen a lot of martin scorsese films so so at least we're familiar with this director's filmography um 
And, uh, you know, I'm sure the performances will be good. God, I feel like we're just dogging this movie already. And we haven't even seen it. It just seems <laughs> like it's really not fun, you guys. That's why it's been off the wheel for so long. I feel like um, I, I, I'm, I'm almost like dreading watching this movie, to be honest, because it looks so not fun. Oh, but I'm I, a completionist. I, I like I like movies that mean something that are like good. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I want to watch that more than I want to watch like a Chippendale kind of mo- mo- movie. <laughs> you know? For a second there, I was thinking about the strip club Chippendales, okay, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, uh, I feel like for like a hot second, my brain forgot that like not an hour ago we were talking yeah. about chipmunks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, it's not like I can't watch, I mean, I, it's not like I can't watch a serious film. I can definitely watch a serious, film. I can watch a serious motion picture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just like, it looks a bit like a drag. Um, but I'm ready. I'm ready for the sweat. I'm ready for the black dresses. Maybe Adam will wear a cloak. Mm-hmm. Is it too much to hope for a cloak? He'll wear a cloak. He'll wear I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of his cloak work. Mm -hmm. I do like Martin Scorsese, so, and I like Andrew Garfield. So, you know what? Mm -hmm. We'll, um, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll give this one a world listener. So that's, that's what we're going to be watching next. Silence, uh, will be the next film on this podcast. Uh, Sarah, would you like to plug your Instagram? You've got a photo shoot coming up, right? Uh, yes. So, uh, my Instagram handle is at hedgehodges. Bodpaws. So it's H-E-D-G-E-H-O-D-G-E-S underscore B-O-D-P-O-S. Mm-hmm. And it is where I share uh, photos of myself that are uh, body pa- 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 positive and kind of show off my outfits and makeup and most recently glasses. I have a lot of new glasses. So cute. <laughs> um, and kind of talk about my story uh, going through an eating disorder and gaining a lot of weight and losing some weight and kind of falling in love with myself after not liking myself for so long. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a kind of what is going on over there. Um, I do have a photo shoot coming up, but it is of me and my partner. I probably will post some of that are just of me. Oh, okay. So um, I won't post the ones of him, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we're have, doing a, a Valentine's shoot, so we have like a pink Bye. background and red. Uh, fairy lights and like uh, some purple lights and, you got a and new like camera. some props and then we have a new camera. I have new, new lenses. Lens. Like yeah, so it's fun. gonna be fun. I love it. Uh, so everybody, check that out, um, listeners. Uh, I enjoy talking with you about the movies, and I'd love to talk with you about these Lonely Island shorts. Maybe there's one from their early uh era that we miss that you think that we should watch uh you know you can tweet at us at adam andy pod or you can find us on facebook and instagram at adam and andy podcast uh i recently started started drawing stuff so i I wouldn't say i i'm not uh, good at it but i've been having a fun time and so you may have seen some of my things i've been sketching uh popping up on twitter mostly i think i shared i made i don't know if you saw them sarah but i made some valentines yeah, uh, I made some cute. Niles and Maurizio Valentines. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I've just been having a little fun with that. So, you know, if you like it, cool. Um, if you don't like it, just, just be gentle. I'm not an, I'm not a I I'm I'm not a, you know, really an illustrator or anything. I'm just doing it for fun. It's just like a fun thing that I do while I 
you know, unwind at the end of the day. But um, so I've been enjoying that. And this, uh, you know, there's a lot of really talented artists uh, in this fandom drawing a lot of cool stuff. And I don't know, maybe I got a little inspired. So um, anyways, uh, come hang out with us. Talk to us. uh, uh, Tell us, you know, tell us your favorite Lonely Island short. And uh, next time, silence. Silence, Sarah. Shh. Thank you.